0: Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done, when we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. Today's Bible verse is 1 Samuel 24, 6. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. Many years ago, I sensed God calling me into ministry, particularly to serve women, but attended a church that didn't seem to hold much value for women or women's ministry. While they didn't prohibit my involvement entirely, It always felt as if they distrusted me, my motives, and as if they were reluctant to see women's ministry as a whole thrive. Initially, I assumed they held way more power over my calling than they actually possessed, and I felt increasingly frustrated. Although I never would have attempted to overthrow or slander the leadership, I was tempted to try to push doors open for which God alone held the key. I found peace when I remembered the one who called me was also the one who would fulfill his plans for me in his way and in his timing. David, the man who spoke the words recorded in today's verse, recognized this as well. And his trust in God's power, faithfulness, promises, and provision carried him through a long, difficult, and painful season between when God first revealed his calling that he would reign over Israel one day and the day upon which he finally assumed the throne. That was a time period of over 10 years, during which he lived as a fugitive, hiding in caves as he fled from the paranoid and murderous man who ruled before him. At one point, David was so afraid for his life that he sought refuge in the land of one of Israel's most relentless and ruthless enemies, the Philistines. Were you to experience something similar for decades, how might you respond? What if that person you felt was standing in your way was also actively trying to sabotage your call and completely defeat you? That's precisely what David experienced from a man he had previously served faithfully and sacrificially, beginning when he stepped up as an unarmed teenager to take on a Philistine warrior who, with the well-trained and well-armed battalion standing behind him, had left the entire nation immobilized in fear. Now, initially, Saul, the king at that time, responded with gratitude, brought David to the palace and placed him as a high ranking officer in his army. But as David's power and popularity grew, Saul felt jealous and threatened, convinced that David was after the throne. He tried to get him killed by placing him in the throes of battle. When this didn't work, he turned from conspiracy to commit murder to all out relentless homicidal rage. Saul's driving goal? To destroy David, David's driving goal to honor God, an example of which we see in the circumstances surrounding today's verse. On this particular day, while in pursuit of David, Saul entered a cave to relieve himself—a cave likely quite large—in which David and his men were hiding. David Guzik from the Enduring Words suggests that the fact that Saul entered the cave to "quote unquote" attend to his needs also meant that he went in alone, without his soldiers to protect or defend him. Therefore, you can probably understand why David's men said in 1 Samuel 24, verse 4, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. But he immediately felt guilty and spoke the words recorded in today's verse. That verse begins with, he spoke to his men. David addressed the people he led and therefore held influence over. He made it clear that he sought to follow God, that he believed God retained full control and had the right to determine who sat on the throne and for how long. He also called Saul his master, thereby showing respect for the throne. He could do that because, like I said, he knew all-powerful, all-knowing creator God, the one who had promised good to David, retained full control. But notice also that David referred to Saul as God's anointed which basically meant the one consecrated by God through the priest. David's mention of Saul's anointing is remarkable when you consider that David also was God's anointed. Therefore, he could have justified capturing and overthrowing Saul as part of God's will. He could have told himself and his men that Saul had lost his anointing the moment David received his. Instead, he waited on and trusted in God's timing and God's hand, and God made good on his promise. After 10 years of living as a fugitive and learning to depend completely on his heavenly father, David officially took the throne. That's not to say we should never fight the injustices we suffer, nor that we shouldn't pursue our callings with determination and focus. We should, if that is what God is calling us to do. But we should also be willing to humbly and patiently wait, even if we feel as if we are figuratively hiding in caves. If that is how God leads, may we always remember either way that our role is simply to obey, knowing God alone will fulfill his plans for us and trusting that his plans indeed are and will be good because he is good. Let's pray. Holy Father, Scripture promises that you have good plans for our life, plans of hope, plans for our future. We also know from Psalm 139 that every day of our lives were recorded in your book before a single one came to pass. You know us intimately. You see every obstacle ahead. You know our pain, you know our frustration, our fears. And you are using everything to mold us into the men and women you created us to be. No matter what we encounter, we can walk forward in confidence, serving you right where we're at, however you lead, knowing that you will take care of tomorrow, that you'll take care of next year, that you'll take care of the next decade because you are a faithful and loving, attentive God. You retain full control over the entire universe and you have taken full responsibility for our lives as well. You promise an abundant, overflowing, thriving life through faith in Christ and we cling to that promise. We love you and we praise you. And it is in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.